I first met my co-host when she had a syndicated talk show right across Canada talking about all things sex. Sex with Sue. Sue McGarvey. And I am the milkman John Milky from The Milkman Show. Heard on radio stations across North America and on my flagship station, BlastTheRadio.com. You ready? Let's get turned on. Welcome to another edition of Turned On the Podcast. I'm John Milky the Milkman. She is Suma Garvey. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, sex with Sue. Hi. And from now on, we want to start the podcast with a bit of a tease. Well done. That's not what we meant, though. We'd like to tell the listener what's actually coming up on the podcast. Oh, it's a hot show. It is a hot show. By the way, we've got four questions on the show today. So, and stuff about penis size, about lasting longer, about cross-dressing, about uh, lots of things about porn and what you need to do about it. But we're starting today with a crazy story out of Georgia. <laughs> okay. All right. Georgia has a thing on their, their Ministry of Transportation where you can add a selfie to your TSA checkpoints, to your wallets, to your iPhones, to oh, your digital no. identity oh, cards. No. And people, and they're begging people to stop uploading nude <laughs> selfies. I saw that coming up. Uh, to their driver's <laughs> license photo. And I'm like, oh my God, that was so do that. Yeah. And so <laughs> so they're lying. So they had this whole press release. Cheers to technology. Let's keep it classy, Georgia. Yeah. I <laughs> Did nobody in the state of Georgia in a government capacity not see this coming? Yeah, so it can be far sexier than just simple <laughs> nudes, but apparently it's a thing now in Georgia. The Georgia peach, we are seeing a lot <laughs> of peaches. <laughs> hey, in Ontario, we should have that. Instead of this, you know, boring, you know, don't blink, take your glasses off, stare unlovingly, yeah. no smile. Can you imagine if we had the ability to upload whatever <laughs> pictures we wanted in Ontario with the new slogan, open for business? Open for business. <laughs> And here I am flashing you in. The, if you're watching the uh, the YouTube or the Lemon Social version, it's all good. What just happened? Uh, yeah. All right. Let's moving on. Erotic <laughs> fiction can improve your sex life. Apparently, doing things like reading erotic fiction can activate your brain and you can write scenarios that are more comfortable than the in-your-face porn. We're going to be talking a lot about porn today, but it, this one... Gosh, okay. Okay, and different kinds of, and your, you know, your favorite, your favorite porn Fine. star, your favorite porn star, who is, we're going to mention She's it right Well, okay, my favorite, well, I, it's hard to pick just one. Uh, my favorite porn star right now is, um, uh, put me on the spot. Um, um, Not Nikki Cox. Well, Nikki Cox is who we're going to talk about. Um, um, she was on Boy Meets World, this is embarrassing. Embarrassing. Oh my God! All right. Well, we, you'll get back to us on that. But more comfortable focusing. Self Maitland Ward Maitland is my Ward. favorite. Yes, right. right. <laughs> I'm going to be crucified now. I could see her. I was busy seeing her. All right. There you go. And I was and seeing I, I, her being open for business. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you talked about using your imagination. I was using my imagination. Okay. Okay. Well, erotic. Uh, you know, Thanks, erotic sir. fiction can help self acceptance. Allows the reader to less shame. It, it promotes imagination, which is a whole theme for today's show: promoting creativity and imagination. And I want you to come, and I'm inviting you, and it's going to be a link on our new turnedonpodcast.com website to join the Pervy Book Club which I'm going to give you free books. It's hilarious. Our next one is June 11th. We do it once a month. Gives you time to read and then chat with people all over North America. And hopefully there'll be people from different parts of the world on yeah. Zoom to come. It's by Zoom and just come and it's free. Like, join us. And then you can enhance, you improve your sex life by reading erotic fiction. 
because the internet has made erotica more democratic by offering, you know, by outlining specific desires, and it can be really narrow. You can have a left-handed, you know, club foot, you know, fetish for somebody, and there is erotica that is built for you because the internet has done that. So, Maitland Ward, I know you're watching this and listening to the podcast, and I apologize. I love you dearly. You are my favorite porn star. We're going to send you a link. Nikki Cox, I I like you a lot, and you get a mention in this podcast in a few minutes, but Maitland Ward, your name escaped me for a moment because I've been very busy taking Sue's advice, and I've been absorbed in the creative side and reading a lot more erotica that I've been watching, but I'll get back to you, I promise. Hey, as Sue mentioned, we got a ton of questions, and that's awesome, because that's what this podcast is here for. It's not just the two of us enjoying each other's company, which we do, of course. Um, I enjoy Sue's company much more, I think, than she enjoys mine, but that's a whole other conversation. I like the RV of love. You do like the RV of love. Um, But we're here to entertain, yes, but of course to answer questions, and uh, we got four questions this week, so turnedonpodcast.com. The question link is there. Sue, let's begin. You've got three questions. I got one that came to me so let's begin with one of yours all right question was my unfaithful boyfriend told me he was a sex addict is that a disorder or an excuse i'm feeling really beat up that i found this out and i don't know what the hell's going on i thought okay that's one for sure and you know i talk a lot about transparency i talk about open relationships i talk about swinging we talk about polyamory we talk about right. you know ethical non-monogamy this is not ethical non-monogamy Right. If you are saying, I, my sex drive is so much higher or I think about sex all the time or you talk to your partner, you talk to your partner. If you're not in a situation where you can do that because the betrayal is far worse than anything else that can happen. And the insecurities, the vulnerabilities, the seeking sex elsewhere, they're saying, well, there's so much shame around it, but it's really the double life. And, you know, for a lot of people... They can say, you know, I did this article, and actually I should post it on our website. Because we can. I did an article, I don't know, back when Tiger Woods said he was cheating on his wife and called himself a sex addict. And the citizen asked me if I would do an article whether Tiger Woods was a sex addict. It was. I thought I did a great job of it, but it was talking about how. And my, my my basically my hypothesis was Tiger Woods is not a sex addict, and here is why. He's you know the the addicts that I all know um, blame themselves not other people right tiger woods was deflecting he was gaslighting he was um you know there was this hiddenness this you know you know it it is you know the idea that you can lead to stis in his case and it wasn't about it was it was people who are addicts or who are struggling with a mental illness around that they can't keep all the balls in the air, right? He's at this point was winning the Masters and he's, you know, on it plus parenting. So I'm like, no. So the definition of a sex addict is persistent failure to control repetitive sexual impulses. And, you know, if that's the case and you, and you, you know, the best, best stuff is group therapy, not necessarily Sex Addicts Anonymous. I find they tend to be filled with pedophiles and really extreme just mm. been my experience as a therapist but there's some great group therapy around managing those urges the seeking of other partners and the hiding it from your existing partner would that not be a repetitive behavior in and of itself though and that there is a rush to doing that there is a rush to oh my god i can't get caught and, right and you're right it is a repetitive issue but it's it's more about not being able to be 
you know, sort of forward about it and saying, look, it, it's that's not about the sex. That's about the twisting, the, you know, the realizing that you want to be on the line, not saying, ooh, I really, I really want to get it on or I'm watching all this crazy porn or that I need to. Yeah, his, his to me, and, and, and I'm not a clinical therapist like Sue is, I'm just a guy, a filthy guy. Um, he's dismissing this way too easily. If you've obviously had a conversation where you have made him aware that you know that he's doing this and he's admitted that he's doing this, by him dismissing it as, oh, well, it's because I have a sex addiction, um, no. No, if I'm an addict and you know I have an addiction, then you and I both know that we can have a conversation about it. True. And we can try and get and to a what, resolution about it. And what are you it. doing to work through this? If what you're doing to work through this is paying for hookers, that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about group therapy. We're talking about owning it. We're talking about using your partner to discuss, again, what's going on. We're talking about her upping her involvement in your life. And if that's not the case, so the ultimately... Um, she said, yeah, I have, I have since left him because I've just felt completely gaslit. So that was the ultimate end of it. And I know it's a bit of a downer, but the question is, is if you're struggling to failure to control repeated sexual impulses, it's probably time to get some help. And you know what? Send me an email and tell me where you are and I will see if I can find a therapist in your, in your area. Amazing. And your email is? Sue at sexwithsue.com. All right, you got a second question for I us? I do. Ooh, I do. It was, in keeping with this, it's basically the opposite. <laughs> basically, there's something called no sex, please. Right? And we talked a little bit about this last week about how kids are not having as much sex. But between TV series, work, Pornhub, I just can't be bothered. And there's this whole thing about why even adults aren't having sex. And it was a, a woman who's saying, Sue... I occasionally get, um, you know, occasionally hook up off Tinder, but why? I just can't be bothered. I'm playing sports through the week. I'm just feeling like between the economy, between sort of pressures around my family, that I'm just not interested in taking a lover. And, you know, some of it's antidepressants, some of it's shift work. She says she's on shift work and she's doing a lot of activities, but they don't want sex. They, they, I have, I had a client uh, a couple weeks ago, who has a fetish? I'm not going to tell you what kind, although it's really interesting. Um, but because it's so specific that it's too much of right, an identifying right, feature. Right, right. But he said he doesn't want sex. He wants mutual masturbation in his fetish form, and that is, you know, whatever the outfit he particularly mm -hmm, likes. Mm -hmm. And that is, and that's the only thing he wants because he just says I can't be bothered with real sex because it's just too complicated. So, is that an okay thing for this person to not be seeking sex, in your opinion? Well, they asked me what, it, what I thought, and I'm like, look, if you're busy, and, you know, what I, there is an expression around use it or lose it. And if you're not, <laughs> yeah. you know, if you're not involved, and it's just, you're not, you can't be bothered now, and this woman was in her early 30s, then it's just like, it doesn't sound like it's going to get better. Mm. And if she's looking for a partner... Sex is part of the. It doesn't have to be the only thing, and, and the sex can be defined as other things in a relationship. But intimacy of some kind is part of most people's relationships. Yeah, it sounds to me like she's otherwise quite satisfied in life. She's happy with the mm -hmm. work she's doing. She's got you know a social life. She's got an athletic life, um, and she's just saying, you know what, this is just not something I need right now. But I I, I like your point that careful. That's a slippery slope because you can get to a point where. 
you know, life slows down a little bit, job changes, um, you know, it's winter all of a sudden, I'm not into curling like I was into tennis, now what? Right. Well, it, they're saying that 9%, there's a decrease of 9% year over year of people, like, in, the, in the last year, of people not having sex, and some of that's pandemic related, but that 17%, when they did a survey, 17% were not having sex with anybody and didn't anticipate that changing. And that's a lot of people who are not getting it on. So, you know, whether it's the economy, whether it's the Me Too movement, whether it's job security, whether it's SSRIs, whether it's porn, whether it's just busy, a lot of times the minute, you know, you have, have job insecurity, you're stressed, your hormones go up, all of that relates to it. And you've had some bad Tinder experiences and you're thinking, why should I bother? I've got this great battery operated boyfriend, vibrators working. Why do I need to? And I'm like, because intimacy is part of the human condition. And I think, and you know, every study done that since the dawn of time says having sex makes, you know, makes is better for your health. Just may need to keep that in mind. I'm also intrigued that you're saying you don't have a need or a want for sex in your life. And yet you're listening to a podcast about sex and asking questions about sex. And bring it on. We love you for listening, and thank you so much. And you know what? We love our listeners, and they're we do. great. And we should uh, we should definitely encourage that. Yeah, and that. That, that, by the way, my comment was not a judgment. That is just, obviously, there's still something in your brain that is telling you that sex is important because you have sought this out. And yes, absolutely, we appreciate it. Turned on podcast.com is our brand new website. Yay. Available on Apple, Spotify, Google, YouTube, and... Lemon Social. Lemon Social. I knew there's one we were missing. Lots of questions. Hey, that's fine. We will take all the time we need. There's no time limit on the podcast, so keep those rolling in. Sue at sexwithsue.com. You can text the show as well. We'll keep your name anonymous if you wish. And unless you give us permission to use your name, we'll keep you anonymous. That's kind of the deal. Uh, in the States, 941-725-6455. And in Canada. 613-604-6464. I have a question um, from uh, a young woman named Ash who works with a friend, or works with a woman at work who she says is amazing. But this woman is having a hard time finding a man. So when Ash asked her what her type was, because Ash wants to help, the woman identified that what she'd really like to find is a man who dresses in drag. And I said, well, that should be easy. There's so many of them. They're hidden, but there are tons of them. And, you know, the difference between a somebody who's transitioning wants to be, you know, is going from a man to a woman. And is that, you know, that is a transgender versus transvestite or or somebody who wants to do the gender mosaic, trying to different things. And most of those guys, if you just want to dress in women's clothing are straight guys yeah. looking for dominant women and and straight women who like men and just occasionally want to be in drag and that's fantastic. So And I think we've all heard about cross-dressing and I think most of us know the difference between a cross-dresser and a transgender person. Uh, and and by the way, don't ever make the mistake of asking transgender people if they used to cross-dress because to them that was just dressing. Yes. That has been made very, very clear to me. Absolutely. And, it, and it's absolutely true. Cross-dressing is a whole other thing. Is it unusual, though, Sue? Uh, I know there are a lot of men who do cross-dress. I'm absolutely aware of that. But is it unusual for a woman, who I believe is a straight woman, 
to be um, into that, to be looking for someone who lives that lifestyle. I think it's more unusual, which is why I think that the men should be lined up literally as long as like <laughs> football fields looking to get her attention if she wants that. And if she goes on um, FetLife and looks at some of the, the dominant women's sites she puts out that she's looking for that I don't think she could keep track of the emails coming in. There are lots and lots and lots of groups and those guys, and I have seen, you know, I, I remember doing a client and it was such, the, he, he was so lovely, you know, very successful, lovely guy, you know, and he would check into the hotel one day a month and get dressed up because that was the only day that he had free. His wife finally found out, they came to me and I'm like, whatever, it's fabric, like who cares? It was yeah. him in a hotel room by himself dressing up just for pleasure. Just for pleasure. One day a month and he'd take the day off work and Good go for him. in. Exactly. And she found out. She hit the roof. Oh. And their marriage didn't make it because she was so upset about what he was wearing. And I'm trying to go, it's your partner. He's when he needs to be appropriate, he's appropriate. And he has this thing which has not affected you at all. And you're thinking about divorcing him because you can't handle his feminized state. I want to take the listener, the viewer back to your childhood, right? And no matter what kind of upbringing you have, I'm sure you played dress up. And let's be honest, we all played with the other gender's clothing, right? My friend Christine, she dressed up in men's shirts and ties. I remember dressing up in go-go boots and a sundress. That's just kids playing. That's just experimenting. And yeah, at some point, you know, people at, at become point, drawn it to... It becomes fetishized, right? Sure. If you're between the ages of 8 and 12 and you're folding fabric and fabric for whatever reason has an imprinting feel on your head, whether it's velvet of or course. corsets or whatever, and it clicks... And it's what turns you on and you can't erase it. And so if, if one night a week or five nights a week or whatever your partner wants to do it, what is going on here is this masculinized alpha version of what women think. And there's this whole, oh God, I'm watching too much TikTok, but there's this whole thing <laughs> of talking about, you know, why we're looking for, you know, alpha, strong, masculine men. And there's all these women saying, that's what I want. I want a masculine man. So if you find out this masculine man that plays football, you know, and, and hockey with the guys wants to dress up in your clothing, it requires such a mental shift for a lot of people. I suppose. But I'm like, oh. so there's a lot of women that are not comfortable with it, but lots of women that are, it's like, well, no harm, no foul, whatever floats your boat because it, it's fabric and it doesn't doesn't define your partner in any way. Or you can go on any of the fetish sites and as I said, you should have them lined up around the block. So for Ash's friend that she works with who would love to find a man and she said drag, I suspect you're right, she means cross-dresser. Um, I, I mean... That's not on Tinder. That's an unusual thing. So she beyond beyond put, a fet life, no, that's exactly fet life is the Facebook for kinky people, and it they have dating ads there. That's exactly exactly where I'd put it. Okay. If not there, I would go on one of the sex sites like, you know, Ashley Madison, Adult Friend Finder, one of those because there will be a whole section of guys who are interested in that. Okay, and I appreciate that because I did a little investigating. I said, okay, where would someone go? And I found a number of dating websites. We'll call them dating websites. But there's a number of sites out there where cross-dressers certainly post that they're looking. But it's cross-dressers looking to network with other cross-dressers. Yeah. 
there's not a whole lot of opportunity there because for... Because they don't believe that women are going to look at that site. So put them it. on a dating site. You know, and, and whatever you feel about Ashley Madison, if you're a woman looking for a guy, they're 100 to 1. You know, wow. and, and there's a 30% of them are single because I've, I've seen the stats. I know that. They used to advertise on my show. 30% of them are single. So if you go on that, you're targeting that 30% of single guys who are sexually a little out there in some capacity. And it's a great place. And you have a buyer's market. Hey, if you're out there and you're looking for a cross-dresser in your life uh, and, and you'd love an opportunity to have some sort of networking um, luncheon or dance or something like that, I know a really good party organizer who would probably facilitate that in a heartbeat. And so I know, and I know a great show. DJ. Well, there you go. Who can also walk in heels. There is that, too. So there is that, too. We'd make everybody feel comfortable. Uh, do get in touch. Sue at sexwithsue.com. All the contact info is at turnedonpodcast.com. All right. And, boy, we're busy with questions today. Our fourth and final question on this edition of Turned On The Podcast. Oh, Sue. it's so good. It is so good. So this is in reference to a, um, a story we did a few weeks ago about this Megan Trainer. Remember in The Boyfriend yeah. and, and her, par- her partner, yes, her husband? Yes, you forwarded her me this par- Her partner this is, great. is like hungry. And she, Megan's like, I can't walk after yes. we have sex because I can't yes. sit down straight because he's so friggin' hung. Well, she's saying that there's a guy that works for you know works for them who joined us this summer, right? He's he's of age, but he's young, and his uncle has said, "Can we help? Will you help him get laid?" And he's in Virginia, and he suggested a prostitute, but he was worried about disease and prices. And he said he found his wife attractive, and they play. So he brought this young 19 year old home. And to his wife? To his wife. All right. Because, yep. And the other guests, and so when he pulled, you know, basically when he dropped the p- pants, he was huge. He wasn't a big guy. <laughs> He's only about five foot eight, but he was 11 inches. <laughs> his penis made mine look tiny. All right. My wife asked me to show him what to do, teach him by example, because he was overexcited and inexperienced, and I let him start again. And at the request of my wife, because she said once I put it in it, she was basically, you know, off in la-la land. <laughs> she was able to, she said she didn't know she'd be able to take it all, but, you know, it's all of that stuff. She said... And she's used to a big guy. She's used to a big guy. But and not this big. Not this big. All right. And they've, they've brought other women home to play, but they said, she said, I, I let him do, let her do nine sessions with him, but ended it because Ooh. he was literally ruining it for me. Um, his length and girth were so much bigger than mine that I, that I, you know, I couldn't feel anything for at least a week after him when I tried to have sex with her. She said the studies have shown that the gener- that the younger generation's size has increased by twenty five percent. I think that's high, and I think it's increased. Basically, it's just been huge. So that is true because there is growth hormones in the meat and the milk, and they are absolutely finding a statistical difference within a generation, which has been unheard of in the history of mankind that we've evolved because the younger kids are hung to their friggin' knees. And it's, yeah, I know, right? There's something called, you know, the Nacho nacho Videl complex, which is comparative sizes in porn. Basically, worried about your penis size and you're comparing your size to porn, or in this case, an actual other real person. So what do you do if your wife is now saying, oh my God, (laughs) this is, you know, and, and you can have partners that come into your life that you're like, your eyes roll back in your head. But they're not your partner and whatever. You can just remember them fondly and you'll look back when you're old and go, damn, that was good. Yeah. 
and not do that. But that is an absolute truth that I am hearing it over and over and over again. And, and the, you know, the really tiny girls, like they're, you know, the ones that are size zero in their yep. little jeans. And they said they're dating these young guys. And the Spinners. guys, yeah, the guys take their <laughs> pants off and he, they're like, uh, they're backing away to the door because they're like, get that thing away from me. I don't know. Because <laughs> like, it's yeah. going to be, I'm going to feel it in my, you know, that isn't to forget my tonsils. It's coming right out of the back of my head. I mean, you see this every now and then. There's there's a woman I follow on Pornhub. Um, can we give her name? Yes, she's sure, on Pornhub? sure. I think so. So Nikki Cox is her name, and she's big into. Um, she's Canadian too, and she'll go to like drive-throughs and stuff. And she's got a vibrator in, you know, and on and whatever else. And can she actually get the order completed without, you know? The other day, she was playing with a bad dragon. If you're not familiar with the bad oh dragon dildos. They are massive. massive. And she's a tiny, tiny little thing. And there she was, <laughs> you know, on Pornhub, taking the whole thing in. I don't know. She's got a cave in there. I, like a, I, an I, absolute cave. I don't know how that well, it, it's, it's You ever works. see it with, with, you know, the one thing about, you know, nursing your kids, and I nurse my kids, and God, you know, and, and, you know, and I'm, we, I just talked about how I did a video about how I just had my mammogram and that I'm lopsided and whatever, and it has, the size of your breasts have nothing to do with how much milk you produce. And I remember being in the bathroom at a mumming thing, and one woman flat as a chest pressed on and engorged, like she was engorged waiting for a baby, and milk flew into the sink. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh my God, holy smokes. And my smaller breast always produced more milk than my bigger breast. Anyway, and it's kind of like that. You never know how your body responds to Amazing. it's not the size Amazing. of the jugs that produce the milk it can be you know can quite small also thank you for that letter by the way turned yeah. on podcast.com um it has reminded me that i've got a few questions i need to ask my uncles where the hell were you when i was trying to get late as a teenager those yeah. are some good uncles going on right there Hey, if you'd like to sponsor the podcast, we'd love to hear from you, especially now that we've got the website so we can add you to our YouTube, to the audio portion of our podcast, to the website as well. Uh, reach out to us, Sue, at sexwithsue.com. All right. I don't believe a word you are saying, Sue McGarvey. People can masturbate without porn? Yeah, apparently what? it's a thing. All right, it's a thing. So <laughs> the reality is, is it may be time for you to give porn a break in your life. If you're desensitized, you know, it was this, it was this comment. They said, Are you trying said, to make me cry, Sue? Well, they had this kind of this comment. They're saying, well, penthouse twins give you the best BJ of your life. Uh, and people are like, yawn, that's so repetitive. <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, <laughs> all right. So if you're saying that is, you know, not getting you there and you need, uh, as I like to say, midgets and grannies, donkeys and Crisco hanging from the chandelier, you know, parked in the driveway and get, getting it on in the shagging wagon. Hey, wait a minute. I'm parked in the driveway. And it's the RV of love. But just saying, <laughs> if you need to be at the bottom of an orgy pile and even then you're like, oh, hum, that was so last week, it may be time to do this, right? Yes, perhaps. Because, yes. yes. Be a porn break because it's it affects your self-image and we talked about this in the previous segment about how you pair yourself to porn it's called the nacho videl complex yeah. comparative sizes that there's all this labiaplasty because all these women are saying my my you know my genitals don't look like the pussy and the girl in the in the video and i'm like yes and anything can feel stagnant right sex is about creativity and there's a list of things you can do to make it more creative and adding just weirder porn isn't necessarily the option. So it may take some work. 
You know, I, somebody used the analogy, and I thought you'd get it. It's like going from cla- it's like listening to classical music when all you've been listening to is rock and roll. It's a bit of a change. It is a bit of a change. Can you do that? Can you slow yourself down to a point? Can you make your own porn? That's there. You go. That's creative. That's saying that anything that's different. It's been interesting because I, you know, it, it's it's like I like those grass glass dildos because it slows everything down. This is not the done finished over. <laughs> this is glass dildo. You know, you're in for a while. All right. And it takes that kind of long to get yourself to that place. And this is what we're talking about, is not doing the instant clicks, okay, we're going to show a whole bunch of different images, it's going to affect the serotonin levels, boom, you're good. you're off. And if you want to get off fast and porn just helps you get off that way, cool. But it's about arousal, not necessarily orgasms. And some people say, no, it's do. It's about my orgasms. But if you can do this, it ups your ability, you know, when you're going camping and you don't have Wi-Fi, how are you going to do this without your spank bank on your phone? Can you do that? Can you not be able to figure out how, if you can have the habit and get into the habit of fantasizing, look into new types of erotica. We started about audio erotica and, you know, join us and, you know, the pervy book club. Right. Um, June 11th is our next one. And it allows creativity, partner involvement, and again, that anything that is repetitive can get boring. I would suspect, too, that if you use your imagination more, you likely are someone who's going to get more creative when it comes to actually putting it into practice. I think it's. I think so. Right. And you're adding this whole thing. Get your partner involved in your you know, options. And whether, whether or not you're just, whether or not they're sitting there eating popcorn and watching you. You know, I just said, I want to do a tour. I know we're going to talk about our tour this weekend of the brothel <laughs> that you're going to do. And you're going to do some drag bingo for us because i got a drag queen talking about etiquette. But I thought it would be fun to do an outing to Club 300, which I'm not thrilled about because it you actually stick to the floor and you have this overwhelming smell of steam. I know. But it's a peep show. Where else do you can find a peep show in town? It's a peep show. I heard that there was one in town. Okay. We need to do a field trip. I think I know where that is, too. It's above the Playmate on Vanya. That's the... Okay. We need to go do a field trip. Maybe we should do a show there. I need to get back to the Playmate, too, and see my friend Julia. But okay. that's it. There you go. All right. So, so give it a break. Let's figure it out. Send us a question if you have one. Sue at sexwithsue.com. We are feeling the love in the RV yes, of love. Yes, we are. Turned On Podcast is the website, turnedonpodcast.com. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, and we are on YouTube as well. And don't forget, Sue is also on Lemon Social. I know I was able to find your page. Now i got to figure out how to get to the Turn On page. It's, I suspect if I subscribe to you, it'll lead me to the promised land. We're working on it. All right. Sue McGarvey, as always, thank you for being with me here in the RV of love. Great, great, great questions this week as well, listener. Thank you. 